Hi, and welcome to the Domestic CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Thomas. Did you know that February is Canned Food Month? Since I love canned food, I couldn't let this holiday go by without a little celebration. So let's crack open a can of canned beans and celebrate this wonderful month. But wait, there's a pretty big challenge when it comes to canned food. What if you live in an apartment without a big kitchen or pantry to store all that canned goodness? Where do you put all those cans? I recently encountered this problem with some of my clients. After a few months of not coming up with any good solutions, I decided it was time to call in an expert. Kara Rhoda, otherwise known as The Clever Cookster, is a fellow podcaster. She hosts an awesome show that brings you smart, savvy, and delicious tips from the kitchens of the world's best cooks every week. After getting to know Kara, I learned two very important things about her. She loves to cook, and her apartment has a very small kitchen. Considering those two facts, I knew she would have some good advice on how to store food in a limited space. I'm excited this week to welcome her to the Domestic CEO Show. I want to jump in real quick and thank today's sponsor, Audible.com, for sponsoring today's episode of the Domestic CEO. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. Today, I thought an appropriate recommendation for a book would be one that I've talked about in the past, but it's still one of my favorites, and I think it applies to today. It is Tess Rafferty's Recipes for Disaster. If you like to cook and you like to entertain, this is the perfect book for you because Tess really explores how entertaining can be stressful and there can be disasters and you can still have fun in your kitchen while you're doing it. So hop on over to audiblepodcast.com slash CEO and you can actually download that audiobook for free. Again, it's Tess Rafferty's Recipes for Disaster um, at audiblepodcast.com slash CEO. Now we'll get back to the tips here from Clever Cookster. So welcome, Kara. Thanks for coming by today. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. I'm so excited to get these tips from you. So first off, let's start with how do you shop for more than three days worth of food? I find that when you have a small kitchen, you have to go to the store a few times a week, which always ends up costing me way more than if I shopped weekly because I always seem to buy a little something extra on each trip. Absolutely. Well, I'll start off by saying that I live in New York. I live in Brooklyn in an apartment that is not particularly tiny by Brooklyn standards, but um, to the rest of the world, uh, to the rest of America might seem a little bit small. Um, And I find that it's really important to be realistic about what I'm going to use and to plan around meals that include lots of leftovers. Um, I have a slow cooker that I really make great use of. Um, I have a limited number of pots and pans, so I try to make meals that don't have too many different parts and elements. But there's always an array of canned and dried beans, broths and stocks, pastas and grains, pickled vegetables and sauce in my kitchen cabinet and in the freezer. I always keep several different kinds of cooking oils, condiments, and a well-stocked spice cabinet. That way, I can pick up a nice piece of fish or some vegetables that I'm in the mood for on the way home and have everything else to make the meal ready to go. So while I do do a little bit of shopping sort of as I go through the week, I try to have sort of all of the staples, the basic building blocks of dinner, home ready to go in their place. 
And when we splurge, it's usually on really high quality proteins and fresh organic vegetables. So this is sort of the same approach that I think a lot of people with small apartments might relate to because you kind of have to apply it to your wardrobe too. And you have limited closet space or limited dressers. Um, It's really about those statement pieces and then kind of building around them. So a great steak might be a statement piece that you can build a meal around based on generic shelf stable staples, Um, kind of like that little black dress. So I do find that having less storage space keeps me from shopping on a whim, um, which is an ongoing argument with my boyfriend. There's only sort of a certain number of snack foods that you're allowed to keep around at a time just because they take up so much space. But less room for junk food isn't necessarily a bad thing. I love the uh, comparing a steak to a little black dress. That is awesome. Um, Now, I've been really tempted to try to find other storage solutions. Do you store your food only in the kitchen or do you ever venture out into some of the closets or even into the bedroom? Because I have seen people try to do that before. Yeah, I try to keep all my food supplies limited to the kitchen, but it's important to note that I'm only cooking for two. If I had kids, I would probably need to to branch out a little bit. But just because you have limited space in your kitchen doesn't mean you can't maximize it to the fullest. So I had another apartment that I lived in that was also quite small where I was using bookshelves in the hallway between the kitchen and the living room as a makeshift pantry, and that worked really well. Um, In my past two apartments, the kitchens actually have included absolutely no drawers. So we live in New York, a space comes at a major premium, um, no room for drawers. So I added a kitchen island with drawer space that also gives me extra counter space. So that's where the slow cooker lives. Um, and bins underneath that kitchen island uh, store most of my cookware, dishware, cloth napkins, and placemats, sort of things that need to, to go away for most of the day. I also have a wooden board on a wall by the stove that I installed hooks on. So that's where I keep my pot holders, dish towels, pans, um, and things like the cutting board and the dish rack when I'm not using them. So I also don't have a dishwasher. So all of the dishes get done by hand, which is also a good reason to try to cook a lot of one-pot meals and meals that require less comfort. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine not having drawers. I think my kitchen probably has 10 drawers just alone in the kitchen. So, oh my gosh. But I do actually kind of enjoy not having a dishwasher because I find myself using a lot less dishes. And I also get in the habit of putting everything away at night if I have to wash everything by hand. So that's kind of a blessing, but I don't know. I don't mind it yet. I mean, I I think it's definitely, there are days when I don't feel like doing it and I'm lucky to have, to live with someone who definitely does at least their half or more. Um, But it's kind of nice at the end of the day, just to sort of have a a Zen moment with the warm water, especially in the (laughs) wintertime. Looking for all those little reasons to make dishwashing exciting. (laughs) So are there any storage solutions for inside the cabinets that you found essential, especially since you don't have drawers or those extra storage spaces? Absolutely. I think it's so helpful to use bins and dividers and organizers. Anything you can do to sort of break up the space and make it clearer what goes where um, can really make the difference between a well-organized space, no matter how small, and something that feels like a chaotic, stressful disaster. So... Um, I love the Container Store. The Container Store has made my entire life feel neater and less overwhelming. And they have some really fantastic pieces that are total lifesavers and very affordable. Oh, I totally agree. Combining the container store with a label maker is like kitchen heaven. So that way everybody (laughs) knows where everything is supposed to go. Is there any way to avoid having to keep things out on the counters? 
Yeah, that's a hard one. There's definitely this inclination and I don't know how it happens, but something about, you know, you walk in the door, you have whatever you have in your hands from the day and it just kind of ends up on that kitchen counter. Um, so I've had to be pretty ruthless about keeping non-kitchen items out of the kitchen. No mail piling up, no half-done craft projects, no junk drawer. Um, I have an end table by the the front door when you walk in. So that's sort of the in-between place for mail, for keys, for headphones, for those things that might otherwise end up in the kitchen. Um, and I sort of repurposed some mesh magazine racks that I put on the wall in the kitchen so that some of those in between the items that don't really have a home, don't take up counter or drawer space. So util- utilizing the wall space as much as you can is really important. When there is clutter, I like having it organized but visible so that I'm more likely to deal with it on at least a weekly basis. The idea of sort of putting things into the box or into the drawer and then hiding it away sort of stresses me out. So the things that do go on the counter um, that need to be dealt with immediately, I try to take care of that pretty often. And then the things that stay on the counter, um, I try to display them nicely. So, you know, bottles of alcohol, fruit or veggies that don't go in the refrigerator, they all live in pretty bowls or in, um, you know, baskets or sort of something so that their presence on the counter feels purposeful. So I'm forced to think about, is this something that really lives here? Is this its home? Or is it just sort of on its way somewhere else, maybe to the trash? (laughs) It sounds like you're dealing with that quite often, not letting anything pile up, just making sure you get everything taken care of on a daily, maybe even every other day basis, just to make sure that you keep your sanity in that kitchen. Absolutely. Thanks again to audible.com for supporting this episode. Remember to hop on over to audiblepodcast.com slash CEO and check out recipes for disaster, or you can download any of the other 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature. So if you like fiction, nonfiction, periodicals, whatever it is, hop on over and get your free audiobook today. Well, is there any last tip that you would give to our listeners to help keep a small kitchen well-stocked? Yeah, I I feel like I sound a little bit overly fixated on this, but (laughs) I think it's just so important. I mean, I feel so stressed when the space that I live in doesn't feel like mine. And I feel like if I can't control where things go and, you know, make the most of a space, no matter how small it is, like I'm happier in my kitchen when it's clean, when it's organized, when I know that I have the things I need um, and not anything that I don't. So I'm more likely to spend time there. I'm more likely to cook more often. And that's kind of the goal. So I think the best thing to do is to clean out your fridge, freezer, and kitchen cabinets mercilessly and often. Don't let it build up. Just by reorganizing and keeping cans and boxes in some semblance of order, you'll sort of find all of those things that floated to the back of the shelves that you forgot you wanted to use. You'll be using the space more efficiently and creating more of it. I found that my biggest weapon against food waste is being very aware about what isn't getting eaten. So, you know, it sounds a little bit awful. You don't want to throw anything out. Nobody wants to be the one to kind of go through the fridge and start throwing away what seems like perfectly good food, even if it's a week old. But it's really important to just be aware of what's not getting eaten so that you can stop buying it or buy less of it. Um, And that also helps us to never run out of staples. So I cook a lot of Italian food in my household. The staples are a lot of olive oil, pasta, canned anchovies and sardines, canned tomatoes and beans, really good salt and pepper and a well-stocked spice rack, and of course, ketchup. And if you don't have a dishwasher, I would suggest that you get some really good rubber gloves, get some good hand lotion, and get soap that you love the smell of. I really like all of the Myers cleaning products, and I feel like that makes it a little bit less of a chore when, when it smells good, too. Oh, I love it. Well, thanks so much to Kara Rota, the Clever Cookster, for bringing us these tips. I'm so excited that you were on with us today. 
If you aren't yet subscribed to the Clever Cookster podcast, be sure to check her out at quickanddirtytips.com slash clevercookster. That's C-L-E-V-E-R-C-O-O-K-S-T-R or at iTunes. Until next time, I'm the domestic CEO helping you love your home. <laughs>